This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Coming to you live from the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it is THN cover to cover for Saturday, April 30th, and my name is Matt Baum. Uh, my name is the Internet Joe Patrick, and here is how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page. Sometimes it's a little late, but as we said to the people before we went live, we had a little technical problem. We're, we're working around it. Yeah, Zoom's being a uh, we'll, Sorry about that. Yeah, we also uh, hit it up on Zoom, and we wrap about the week's new comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week live with our listeners. I uh, I thought about this week's question long and hard, and I, it was like two o'clock in the morning by the time I figured it, is it out. Tough, it really is. This is a live yeah. show, like Joe mentioned. We need you to play along, so jump into our Zoom. You can find that link at the top of our live stream on Facebook. Or you can join our Facebook chat if you just want to chat with us. If you can't be here live, you can always leave a message at the THN hotline, 402-819-4894. Or you can send an MP3 to a nerd at gmail.com. But before we open these phone lines and start talking to you jerks like we love to do, we're just going to drop some nerd news bullet points. Nerd news bullet points. Just stick to nerd news. Stop trying to change the game. All right, you know, but there, I mean, there are bullet points there. Just a heads up at the top of the show, as always, uh, we may be talking about recent uh, TV and movies, nerd stuff like Star Trek Picard, uh, Halo. Uh, you know what? Quick note on Halo. Uh, I'm a- It's actually growing on me. Oh, good Lord. Um, the most recent episode <laughs> I actually really liked. Um, if there's anybody out there that still wants to talk about Morbius, feel free. Moon Knight, obviously. And the Batman now on HBO Max. So a lot of people that didn't see it have now had a chance to see it. Yeah, that's true. Um, if anything else comes up, we'll let you know if there's going to be spoilers. Uh, but first up in the nerd news bullet points department, uh, this happened last week, but we missed due to, you know, hurricane, whatever. Uh, Netflix has canceled the bone animated series uh, in the wake of huge financial losses and department shutdowns. They shut down their entire original animated shit. It's real bad. Uh, Thor love and th- the Thor love and thunder trailer dropped. There was also a, uh, a new Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer and TV spot that let out a bunch of secrets. Uh, Frank Miller and Dan DiDio are back together and forming a new publishing initiative funded by NFTs. Which, I mean, womp, everybody's womp. favorite. Who doesn't love a good NFT these days, right? Uh, I, I like a good non-Frank Miller token. Uh I like that. Non-Frank Miller token. (laughs) Non-Frank Miller token, yeah. According to Bleeding Cool, the JSA is finally coming back for real in the pages of DC Comics. Uh, Please, uh, fingers crossed that that is true. I hope it's true. Uh, Director John Watts has exited the MCU Fantastic Four film. That's a a thing. I mean, it's years off, so these things happen. It's true. Um, Still, I don't like it when we hear stuff like that. I know, but you know what? Like, these things have all had a a way of working out, so we'll see what happens. Um, And... The biggest and perhaps saddest news, not perhaps the saddest news of the week is that uh, legendary creator, uh, visual reinventor of Batman, Neil Adams, uh, passed away this week at age 80. 
he had been sick and he had complications due to sepsis and he passed away. So that's very sad. Awful. Just um, awful. So we're going to discuss all that and more in this week's cover to cover. But first, we have a question of the week. Once again, submitted by Willie Toots. Here's a quote. I just reread Batman Year One and The Dark Knight Returns, talking with others about them brought up their sequels, and the consensus is that those stories were bad and disappointing. Lightning doesn't strike twice, they say. But what is an example where it did, where the follow-up story pulled it off or was even better? In other words, to put it in simple terms, what is the Godfather 2 of comics? Okay. We started watching that, uh, The Offer Show, which is about the making of the first Godfather. It's on oh, Paramount. Oh, I want to watch that. It's it's weird. It's like a musical without music. It's kind of cheesy uh, acting. I like that Giovanni Rabisi talks do like too. this the entire time. He's ridiculous. He's like a cartoon character. <laughs> He's like the Italian Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. It's like, and I love Rabisi. He's always, like, every time he shows up to act, you know, he's like, so I kind of came up with a thing for my character. He's going to talk like this. You know, and they're like, okay, Giovanni, <laughs> we didn't, that's, the director didn't want it, but you're in charge. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's very silly, but I'm excited to watch it. All right. Let's talk to you, nerds. Uh, I'd like to welcome back. He he got struck by lightning and he survived. It is a miracle. Frank Cirillo, get in here. I'm letting you go first. JD was technically here first, but I'm letting you go first because you've been ill. Welcome back, brother. Hey, hey, guys. How are you? Good. Um, still still ill. I, I did not, in fact, get struck by lightning. That would have been cooler. Uh, <laughs> Probably would have been cooler. I had a heart valve rupture. Um, Jeez. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for surgery. Good Lord, uh, it's, man. It's, uh, it's complicated. You know, it's, 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 I don't want to get into it. It's too, I mean, I can get into it, but it's, it's a lot. We'll it's try just, and keep your emotional level low then today. Yeah. We'll talk about easy oh, no, stuff. No, no. I'm, I don't I'm, want I'm to be okay. like, Oh, I hated that. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, like I said in the chat, I want to tell you my dad's review of Batman and Halo. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm my dad's review of Batman. I don't know. It was too dark. I fell asleep towards the end. <laughs> Okay. And then his review of Halo. It was all right. <laughs> it was all right. Okay. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. Was- Dad's going to be 80 this year. He loves science fiction, but he's like, you know, he's just, it was all right. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't know. Three episodes in on Halo and I'm just like so bored. And Joe is saying that it got better. But no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know if it's it growing on. He said it's growing on. I, I said the last episode, which is like episode five or six. Oh, God. I was like, oh, you know what? <laughs> I actually enjoyed this. Uh, so I'm not saying like by episode four, you should expect things to improve. I'm saying we're six weeks in and I'm like, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, see, I can't reward <laughs> or, that. Or in other words, I can't reward eh, that. Right. You know, it was like, in the hospital I, four days. It wasn't that bad. Like, I, I, I cannot reward <laughs> yeah, a show yeah, yeah, like that right. where it's like, oh, yeah, all you gotta do is watch several episodes and they will slowly trick you into thinking, I mean, no, this is fine. Been, <laughs> we've been as a as a culture in like this binge culture, we've been trained to be like, well, you gotta watch the first two seasons before it gets really good. Yeah. And and like I look. Uh, We're, now now everything is peak TV, and I don't got time for that. It's true, yeah, but know, I also I, ain't got I, no time for if you don't grab me first episode. I pff, I probably don't have time for you, friend. I got all kinds of other stuff to watch. So, 
Sorry, Halo. It's like, look, it's, Bat Batwoman. Uh, Batwoman got canceled this week. That's a yeah. that was a late breaking news story. Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow got canceled. It's true. Oh, I heard about that yesterday. Oh. and Batwoman. I have suffered through two and a half seasons of Batwoman. Good lord, why? Just why waiting, would you do that? Just like, it's like you know what? I like Batwoman, and this is going to get good. It's going to be good, and it's not good. It's a bad show. It's a bad show full of bad acting. It's not good. Yeah, you should just sit down and hit your hand with a hammer and see if it hurts every time. And, you know, and like. It's like <laughs> It's just like, I I don't, the star of the show was like, after one season was like, no, I'm done. Yeah. And they replaced, no. they replaced the main character and somehow the show is still about the old main character's bullshit. Really? <laughs> How can that be? Yes. Yeah. There's almost like, there's something to be said for like, I dream of genie where they like switched actors and just didn't it's say anything guy. about it. You know, oh, no, you know was, what I mean? You mean Bewitched. Bewitched. Oh, pardon me, yeah, Bewitched. Darren, yeah. Darren Stevens, uh, Dick yeah. York, and uh, yeah. Dick Sargent. They switched it was a dick switch. Yeah, they did a dick switch, but they just <laughs> didn't mention it. They were just like. Sorry, it's a dick transplant. It just changed. Right, right, it changed. Right. Deal with it. They should have just yeah. been like, here's Batwoman. Yeah, she's a different actress. Don't worry about it. Go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the, fir it was the first successful dick transplant. Or like when they do like <laughs> musicals and somebody gets sick and they're like, tonight the part of Cruella DeVille will oh, be yeah, played by, you know, like whatever. Hey, I bought Picard. Now, it's been three weeks since I talked to you guys about Picard. Uh huh. For, okay, so there's a lot that I gotta 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 try to pull in here. I'm gonna say that the two episodes ago, it was a, it, kind of boring. It wasn't really, you know, it didn't really catch me. Oh, I mean, there, that was that I'm they were you. at the party, and then the last episode. They kind of dropped the ball a little bit. I am with you 100%, Frank. Right? I am no longer on board. It feels well, like I'm, they switched I'm, I'm writers. I'm back on board. If you haven't seen episode nine, I'm, back, I'm totally back on board right now. I haven't seen the latest. I thought, I thought episode seven and eight were like, what are they doing right yeah, now? It was this bad. is not relevant to the show. It was bad. And like, and I, don't, I don't care about the like the good looking Latina clinic nurse. I don't care about her kid. I don't care. Like, I don't care about young Guinan either. I don't think that actress is very good. I, you I know, thought the I, summoning the cue thing. She's was fine. The, the, okay. the young Guinan is fine. I just think it's annoying that it's not Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, I, I don't right. get it. The, the, well, the best the best part about summoning summoning cue was when he shows up, walks in, and he's just snapping his fingers in her face, and she's like, "You see this? I'm trying to vaporize you right now." <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was funny. But you know what? One or two funny moments. It's like they could have put both those episodes into episode i don't know six that was half an hour long yeah i totally and, agree you know it, it didn't it didn't make sense for you uh, okay, so, uh, now uh, i have a, i have a a counterpoint or okay, a devil's advocate thing not a counterpoint necessarily but a devil's advocate thing it's like i i agree with everything you're saying yeah but i still think it's better and it makes more sense than the synthetic gods from deep space. <laughs> like I hated that. I hated okay. that. Why the, the, are you okay. doing that? Now, the, the the I thought this is what I thought that was going to be, and this is what it should have been. That should have been control from discovery. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, and we all talked about like right. we all like we all talked about and speculated about it, but no, it was like robot Cthulhu from the depths and, of the Alpha Quadrant. Right. It's like it no, it's never paid off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. like that doesn't make any more sense. That doesn't no. make any more or less sense than like they went back in time. Q is sick. 
Yeah. Like, uh, like right. I, everything right. that's happened in the, it's not everything that's happened in this season makes sense. It's just yeah. not been executed very well. Yeah. I mean, and, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the show, but like I said, yeah. this, this episode nine, this last I, episode was good. I thought it was really good. I really liked now. I mean, obviously Jurati is going to be the Borg queen, but she's we're so seeing cute. she's adorable. <laughs> I'm sorry. But watching that evolution, she was great. But watching the evolution of how she gets there was really, really fantastic. That should have been episode eight, right? That should have been a whole episode on its own. Yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking to myself, they've got a lot. There's only one episode to go, yeah. right? And they got to resolve like, everything. And what they've episode. got, they've got so much ground to cover, and yeah. I don't know how they can possibly cover all this ground. And right. also, and why so do they like take they gave, so much time to do BS if we have all this ground to cover? Yeah, like so they gave Agnes, like they gave Agnes a ship, and she and she's gone. So that, does that mean we're not going to see Agnes again? And now with Seven's a Borg again, or half Borg, or yeah, a I haven't Borg seen or nine. Yet. Just, I haven't seen nine yet, so I don't know. So, oh, well, shit. You know what? I warned you at the beginning of the show. No, I'm fine. I know what I'm in for. I get it. It's fine. Um, But yeah, it's just, I I don't know. I I feel like, you know what? I felt, I feel the same way about Moon Knight, which we can talk about with somebody else if if Frank's not equipped or uh, prepared. Um, I'm definitely up to date on Moon Knight. I'm, I'm, well, it's just like, Time yeah. out real quick on the Moon Knight thing. Frank, I love you. We've discussed a lot. We need to share with everybody. Okay, so let's okay. just stay on Star Trek yeah, here yeah, and then we'll switch. <laughs> Frank, I'm glad you're back. Uh, it's good to talk to you, bud. Good to talk to you guys too. Yeah, get well, um, get surgery, but, be alive. Yeah, That's all we I, ask. I, well, I got, I got my consult. <laughs> got my consult uh, next, next uh, week. Good. T- tell, them, tell them I suggested the robot valve. The oh, you know what? I, Joe, I would, I would, I, I, it's, it's, I'd have to be on something called Coumadin for the rest of my life. Which oh, is, yeah. Yeah, you don't want great. that. If you and can I'm, get it. My dad has my dad has like heart disease. So if I'm a relatively young, healthy person. And if yeah, I had to do that for the rest a, of my life, yeah. so it's it's probably gonna be you know, an animal transplant, you know. Um, yeah. but but anyway, thank you. Maybe guys. you'll get animal power. Frank, we Maybe, love you. That would be awesome. I hope you don't turn into animal man because his powers are kind of gross. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, why? He doesn't turn into like gorilla. Next week we get two Star Treks to talk about, guys. Next week. We yes. will do it. Mm. Yeah, but Jeff Lemire's like Animal Man got all kind of gross and connected to the red and all that. Like, bleh, bleh. Yeah, which, which just makes it it's too sinewy. Fleshy you know? and kind of gnarly. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't oh, wish oh. that on anybody. JD, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Good. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for sticking with us today, by the way, with, through the Not a technical crap. So we'll get it Glad figured out. Glad to help. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so first of all, I, I started talking about this a little bit before recording, but uh, so I posted in the Facebook chat also. Uh, in this week's episode, Matt said that death was based on Tori Amos. No, Joe which, said Tori Amos. I said Kate Bush. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, but uh, both Tori Amos. I know that Tori Amos and Neil Gaiman are very close, and she yeah, has and, appeared in yeah. some of his sure. his work. And actually, Tori Amos. Uh, Tori Amos uh, is somewhat the inspiration for delirium oh delirium oh, okay, okay I'll that buy makes that. sense i'll buy that and but, i know uh, that tori amos tori amos is the is the person that gives the how to put on a condom uh uh <laughs> lesson in that one cartoon backup story that one yeah. backup comic into him man but uh there's also but uh, there is a famous uh, quasi-famous person from the St. Louis punk scene named Cinnamon Hadley, who was the inspiration for Death, and that was based on the artist Mike Dringenberg's depiction in the uh, issue that you reviewed. Yeah, love it. Yeah, that picture you posted, the, I can like it's it's yeah, yeah it's clear. <laughs> 
so uh, I finally saw Batman, the Batman. Okay. How do, and how yeah, do you, nice. How, what do you think? How um, do you feel? I, I thought it was good. I have a couple of quibbles just because I think I think I suffered a little bit from hype. Like it was so hyped up. Like sure. this is the best thing ever. And I was like, is it though? Uh, so <laughs> one of my biggest problems with it is uh, Catwoman. Okay. I love Zoe Kravitz's performance. Mm-hmm. Um, my problem is, is if you take her out of the film, it really doesn't change much. I don't just, dis- I don't totally disagree there. I think, I mean, other than yeah, the, I, and like spoilers, but other than the whole, you know, familial relations. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her, yeah. With you Falcon, still could but, have had that same story without that. Right. And, you know? and she didn't even have to be Catwoman. I mean, you could replace yeah. her with any, you know, I mean, I really only- she was, I, I mean, she called herself the cat, but nobody ever called her Catwoman. Right. I don't yeah. even know why she called herself the cat. Uh, uh, actually, she, didn't, her, she didn't. She didn't. Well, she did. says, At one point, I, he says the cat. He says a cat burglar. Right. But there's that scene. Maybe it got cut from the movie, but it was definitely in the trailer because I know that Matt and I talked about it on the show. Um, oh, she where say she cat. says the bat and the cat like yeah, one more time, the bat and the, the cat yeah. at the very end. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like they just considered her to keep the movie from being an absolute sausage fest. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. I mean, I'll and, give you that. Uh, like uh, Justin, uh, our buddy Justin in the chat uh, says, you know, she was his in to the Iceberg Lounge, uh, and then to the the, the club within the club, the Forty Four Below. Yeah, um, I mean, so I mean. Could have yeah. been anyone. He could have said it. Well, it could have been anyone, but that's. I mean, that's how stories work, right? It was. Right. It, it could have been anyone, but it was Selena. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just it just felt like it just felt deliberate and pointless at the same time. To me, uh, I, I think that I think that this. Um, I mean, I don't disagree. I, uh, but I think that like this is. Um, if this is a story where. Where a young vigilante meets a young cat burglar, and their story goes from there. Mm-hmm. It had to start somewhere. True, and that's fine. And, and so, like, if in the next movie or or whenever she shows up again, she is more like Catwoman, right? Then I'd be like, okay, well, they yeah, got all the true. introductory. Like, because when Catwoman was first in, like, Batman Year One, Selina Kyle. It's like we all know that she's Catwoman, but she's not yeah. Catwoman in that story. Right. That's true. Right. She's just like she's a prostitute and she's trying to protect her friend. Her, and, right. you know, so like, yeah. I think, I, so if we're looking at it from that way, from that perspective, I'm like, OK, well, yeah, set her up, okay. set up her character, bring her back as Catwoman for real later. Right. Ditch that god awful stocking cap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Give her a real, uh, and give, give her, her an cat act, just give her the goggles, yeah. the goggles like. Yeah. Please, God. The stocking cap didn't bother um, me that much. <laughs> it's but, terrible. It's awful. So my only other quibble is kind of the one you you guys uh, hinted at in some of the previous episodes, which is the I I love the performances and I love the detective aspect, but the fact that it's so real world grounded is impressive and it's neat the way they pulled it off. But I just feel like where are they going to go from here? Cause we already have a real world grounded Batman in the Nolan verse in the Christopher Nolan movies. And I feel like they're just closing themselves off to options of like killer croc or Mr. Freeze or man bat, you know, they're going to have to do so many narrative gymnastics to make those believable or possible. Yeah. If they decide to do that, Joe brought yeah. that up last. Like we talked about that a little bit, and Joe said, like they just have to decide to do it. 
that's it. I mean, it's true. They do. I think it would, but I agree, JD. I think it would be very difficult in this like realistic, gritty, grounded kind of Batman. And and also, as good as this movie was, I couldn't get over the fact that a realistic, gritty, grounded Batman feels like a retread. A I mean, little it just bit. Feels like we've had that. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. disagree. Like, I don't disagree. I think it's like I, I do. They think, saw the Nolan verse and said, "Oh, that's how it's done." Okay, I'll just do it better. Yeah. I don't yeah, disagree. I, 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 I agree. Like I, I want there to be, I like, I, I understand that. Like, I'm not saying I want the ultra camp of the Schumacher Batman movies because I don't No, I want a live um, action Batman, the animated series. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I want, I want to make room for a version of Gotham. I hate to even say it, but like, I, I think Ben Affleck's Batman is a perfect, like, that kind of that version of of Batman, um, not that specific version of Batman, but you know what I mean, like that take on Batman being like a normal dude in a world of right. magic and right. I've only and, ever seen and, I've only ever seen Justice League, and I didn't see the Snyder cut. I just saw the the the, the theatrical cut of, of Justice League, and I watched it on an airplane. But I will say, in my opinion, Batfleck is the least wrong thing with any of that stuff. Yeah, I, well, other than the fact that he's gunning people down, but that's more in that's more in Batman versus Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're right, yeah, Joe. No, I, like, I, but I think that, like, I think that uh, that's a way that, like, that's a fine way to like they've proven that they can do Batman as a bat as we know him and recognize him, and still have him in a world where there are space gods. Yeah. yeah. And men made out of clay or they yeah. have freeze rays. Like, I don't like that movie. I think it's bad, but I right. would totally buy it if, you know, when Darkseid shows up in the Justice League movie, I get that. If Darkseid showed up in the Reeves Batman, I'd be like, well, this is odd. <laughs> yeah. And, you know? like, and Pattinson's fucked. <laughs> right. By the way, yeah, yeah. he's ruined. <laughs> You're dead. And, like, I almost think that, like, with all of the. Um, uh, Asian elements and the Middle Eastern elements, like the secret society stuff and the mm-hmm. and the the yeah. lore of the Nolan movies. Yeah, right. It would have been less out of place for Man Bat to show up in the Nolan movies. Right. Maybe, yeah, right. maybe because like you did have Ra's al Ghul and stuff. They were pulling yeah. that off. Yeah, you know? like nobody was coming back from the dead in the Lazarus Pit, at least not on camera. Not but that we know of, but uh, you know they they switched up. S- yeah, you still had smoke ninjas. I mean, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like uh, fear drugs, like you had some of that. Right. And so I think they could have gotten there. But right now I have a hard time seeing the Matt Reeves Batman getting there. I totally agree. I totally agree. Although I did see a funny YouTube video where they took a bunch of the scenes from the Batman and replaced Adam West. I saw that. I saw that too. That was was good. (laughs) It was so good. (laughs) JD, drop that in the, in the uh, Facebook chat. So other people can see that. Oh yeah. I'll pull it up. Uh, We're going to keep moving because we got a bunch of people that want to talk, but it is good to talk to you, brother. All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Bye bud. Uh, David Robbins. Talk to us, brother. How are you? What's going on gentlemen? How are you guys doing today? Yo, yo, yo. We're doing it. We're having um, some technical difficulties, but here we are. Well, I'm hoping to minimize that by not being in my car while I talk to you guys this time. That's good. That's good. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's um, very thoughtful. We appreciate that consideration. 
No worries. No worries. Um, got a couple things to, to talk about. I can hit a couple bullet points here. Um, I've seen Morbius. I was in, I saw it in the theater. Ooh. Um, if you want to talk about that, yeah. I don't know if you, you I would love to hear your thoughts because <laughs> like, okay. it's, it's just like Morbius is still that thing where it's like a weird drug that's on the streets. Like, did you try it, man? <laughs> you know, like I heard it's really bad. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that Morbius messes you up for life. Yeah, man. Don't do so, Morbius. <laughs> very briefly, very briefly. Um, Matt Smith was just playing the 11th doctor. Um, that pretty much was his entire character. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just boring. Yeah. It is yeah. the most boring vampire movie I have ever seen. <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. <laughs> like my girlfriend and I kind of went, are we going to go see this? And she's like, it's a vampire movie. It's a comic book movie. We're not going to go see it in the theater. And I'm like, all right, you're right. And we both went out and just like, it's just boring. There is so much lab work in this movie <laughs> for a vampire movie that's a comic book film. What's and not like, exciting about lab work, though? I mean, come on. Laboratories are interested. Beakers and bubbles and come on. <laughs> What's there's a, a, a container ship full of mercenaries gets back to the mainland and then starts working with a centrifuge. Like it's a simplification, but it's not inaccurate. All right. It's just boring. It's just boring. That's too bad. Um, And the, the line that everyone was like, Ooh, this is tied to venom. Like I'm, uh, I'm venom. No, I'm just kidding. Dr. Michael Morbius line is not in the movie. (laughs) They they cut that scene there, but they cut that line. That is wild. Very wild. Um, so yeah, uh, Batwoman was canceled. Didn't really, I wasn't really surprised about that. Legends being canceled. I was a little surprised about that news. I'm sad about that. It's, it's so good. That show was the little show that could. Okay. So let me ask you this because I haven't been watching, but a lot of, I've seen people that are fans of this season say like, yeah, it's probably time. Like this season isn't great. It is probably time. I like time other than the fact that they left with like, five cliffhangers and just introduced Donald's face on as booster gold. Huh. Yeah. And that's uh and that's Never every, <laughs> and that's every season. Like every season has ended on some sort of cliffhanger. Like it's like, Oh, like, Oh, da da da. We did it. We saved it. We destroyed Bebo. And, and then it's like, Oh shit. There's dinosaurs everywhere. Oh, not Bebo. Like, yeah. No, Bebo. Uh, Bebo was like a Furby, a Furby cross with a Teddy Ruxpin that got possessed by some sort of magic. God. Oh, I thought it's maybe hilarious. you were kidding. I didn't know that. No, no, no. Bebo. Oh, Bebo's great. Bebo. Yeah. Bebo's awesome. Oh man. Uh, there was a, one time they accidentally unleashed, um, magic wild magic into the universe and a unicorn impaled a dude at Woodstock. It was great yep. and gory oh. and gross. All right. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, it, they ended on a cliffhanger, which is a shame. And yeah. I, it would have been nice for them to get a, uh, even if it was just like a six episode, like wrap up season. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's hard. It's, it's hard with contracts and schedules and, sure. Yeah. and, um, and uh, you know uh, the uh, DC also DC just got bought again, uh, or, or WB just got bought again. They got bought by uh, uh, Discovery. Discovery, who also and just so, shut down all the original programming at TNT and TBS. Hmm. Like no more original scripted programming there. So watch for DC to turn into all 
like unscripted reality superhero shows. <laughs> well, I don't think that's what's going to happen. But I, 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 but like, how many people were watching TBS for their scripted material? I don't you know? know. I mean, they obviously like, they TBS felt it's is not, where my wife goes to watch Friends reruns. Right. Apparently, and, it's not worth their money to make Snow. I mean, like, to make Snowpiercer anymore. Or like, oh, fuck that. Dude. That show's good though. That show's so good. Well, there's no. I mean, so Snowpiercer. Uh, all right, so uh, it, with a quick uh, drive-by on the recasting thing uh, relating to Batwoman, um, and you saying they do it in, in uh, soaps all the time, they did it in freaking Iron Man. They recast Rhodey. Oh, yeah, yeah. they recast Rhodey in Iron Man. That's an excellent point, point. and nobody asked a single question. In fact, most of us went, hey, I like him more. <laughs> so, uh, well, absolutely. yeah, I mean, 100%. I think people, I think the question was, what did Terrence Howard do? Nothing. And because you knew that he did something. Well, and no, I mean, he he was like the demanding scenes. a ton of money. I thought is what I heard, but behind maybe that's scenes, yes. He he was he was trying to renegotiate for like ridiculous amounts. Yeah, of money. like it's but not like also, he went on. It's not like he went on accidentally killed somebody with a sports car. Or no, said no, no, stupid no. Online I think, he, I think they, Terrence like, Howard no, or was Ezra Miller or something like that. Yeah, I think yeah, he, was right. he wasn't like punching paparazzi in the face, at yeah, bars and stuff. I think he was just kind of a jerk. He was a jerk, and honestly, as good as he probably was in Empire, he was so wooden. In that first, I Iron didn't Man like movie. him as Rhodey at all. Yeah, boring. The only okay. It's now the boring. one scene I did like him as Rhodey is when they were drunk on the plane because he loosened up. Like yeah, that, I, I was like, that oh, was okay, good, yeah, yeah, that's kind of fun. This is funny, you know. Uh, I'm into that, uh, Justin Robert, uh, Justin. I keep. I don't know why I keep referring to you like by all three of your names like you're some kind of serial you killer. Just Justin, I'm Justin. Sorry. <laughs> I know. Uh, Justin says he points out that. Um, Terrence Howard got more money than Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man one because Robert Downey Jr. was not a huge star anymore yeah, at that point. I can see that. Um, and he wanted the same. Bro. When it blew up, he wanted the same deal. And Disney was, or uh, you know, who? Yeah, it would have been Disney at that point. Still, uh, Disney was like, no, <laughs> sorry. Right. Well, Favreau, like with Robert Downey Jr., Favreau paid the insurance on Iron Man one. Because the studio yeah. did not want Robert Downey Jr. They thought right. he was unstable, a risk. Um, an unsafe yeah. choice, a risk. So Favreau fought for him and Favreau paid the insurance on that movie in order to get it made with RDJ. Yeah. We would not have the MCU we do if he had not done that. 100% true. Yeah. So maybe we um, still have Batwoman had they just, you know, switched out Batwomen and just kept maybe. telling the story. <laughs> you know? uh, I got one other, uh, like Moon Knight was awesome. Yes. Um, it was, it's great. I I don't want to spend too much time on that because that last episode five was heavy. Oh my God. Um, yes. Yeah. It, was heavy. it was tough. Picard, Picard is great. I think you're missing the, the, uh, the, the thing on that is they filmed seasons two and three at the same time. That show is completely in the can. It's done after season three. I don't think we're going to get a resolution in episode 10. I think seasons two and three are one arc. That could be. That could mm. be, but I still, even if it is, I still feel like we they're just spinning their wheels on a couple of episodes here, and I did not Maybe. care. I, I was like, and Casey was like, don't you like this show while we were watching? I was like, I don't know if I do anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, it just I mean, wandered off for a minute there. Like, come on, you know? <laughs> we did, but we've gotten backstory on every other character, and the most we ever got on Picard was the fact that he had a brother and a nephew that died in a fire yeah. at, the, at the vineyard, and now we've actually got backstory on his troubled mother and, you know, Gaius Baltar, his father, and all that kind of stuff. I loved so, that. I loved that he was the dad. Yeah. Um, so that, that's all I really want to talk about with that. I have a little bit of gaming news for you guys, unless you haven't been paying attention to D and D news for the uh, past couple weeks. Sure. Hit us. What do you nope. got? Um, Spelljammer. 
I remember uh, Spelljammer. Spell yeah. I totally remember Spelljammer. <laughs> big announcement a couple about a week and a half ago. Uh, D and D Direct. They announced uh, they had a, a big showcase uh, for like half hour. Um, Spelljammer is coming out in August for fifth edition. That's uh, along with a handful of new races where you can play like a sentient uh, slime now. So you can actually play like a, a gelatinous person. Real quick, just uh, let's yeah. let me hit on that real quick. Are they insinuating that slime has thoughts and feelings now? <laughs> like, you do. Uh, you can be do. like half slime on your mother's side. Like every time I've no. killed a, gel- a gelatinous cube, it had like a family. Is that what you're telling no, me? No, 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 no. These are not gelatinous cubes. Oh, These okay. are actual like sentient slimes that can like take humanoid like appearance. Okay. And, it is a slime yeah. creature. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All so, right. yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, there are astral elves. There are, uh, hippo people. There are like all sorts of, uh, extra stuff that they're putting in this book. Um, along with like clockwork gnomes and things like that. Oh, that's like, fun. Yeah. All sorts of fun stuff. They also made an announcement that coming, uh, fourth quarter this year, I believe, uh, Dragonlance. They are Ooh. re uh, entering the Dragonlance campaign setting. I love for Dragonlance. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So they, they made a big announcement. There's a, a video out there for D and D direct, um, which is, uh, was, I think about last Thursday, I want to say, which kind of outlaws all the outlines, all the new stuff for this next year of kind of what's coming down the pipe. Um, so that's kind of neat. Um, there, there is a, uh, and with, with Spelljammer, the big thing is that it's space pirates and, yeah. uh, being able to sail the astral sea in space and go from plane to plane to plane, um, without having to have the plane shift spell to go from Ravenloft to, you know, Dragonlands to back to, uh, Forgotten Realms to Eberron to all those that you can go wherever you want by sailing the astral sea on a space pirate ship. Right. So a good uh, space pirate. Yep. There is that's a fun. That's fun. stream. There's a, a new streaming game with this that started last week or started on Wednesday as a, like a launch kind of thing for people, uh, four or five main characters with rotating DMS and rotating cast. Uh, and the first DM was Brendan Lee Mulligan, who is an amazing, uh, DM for streams. Um, he, he works mainly on dimension 20, but it was like B Dave Walters and Todd Kendrick and, and Megan Kendrick and famous, Wall. famous D and D nerds. Like, Anna Kendrick, you know, all the Kendrick. <laughs> yeah. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah Ann Wall was in this first, uh, stream. Um, you know, Karen page. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah. She was, I remember she, nice. she's been involved in yep. that stuff for a while now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Um, so it's it's kind of uh, it's looking like my favorite, my most exciting thing about the Dragonlance uh, setting coming back is that if Dragonlance is back and the issues with Weiss and Hickman have been resolved contractually, maybe that means that Lord Soth is going to be ba- introduced back into Dragonlance, which means they can introduce him back into Ravenloft where he belongs. Yeah, that sounds cool. I would be totally down so, with that. <laughs> I love Ravenloft. I don't know what any of that means. Oh, I we love Ravenloft. Ravenloft. We have Ravenloft, but they they famously omitted Soth from the fifth edition Ravenloft yeah. because all of his rights were tied up with Dragonlance and yeah. with Weiss and Hick. It, yeah, it was a ROM situation where he just got lost yeah. in the shuffle and we didn't know. What I, hear I, I love a good ROM situation. Don't we all? David, thank you for that yeah. update, and it is good to talk yeah. to you, brother. We're going to keep moving. Hey, guys. What's going on? <laughs> Hi, Brian. I'm sorry for Matt. I'm sorry about Matt. Um, here's here's a... Um, 
a real a real 180 uh a tone shift hey uh rest in peace uh neil adams you mm-hmm. know um, yeah. Yeah. um a, a titan of the industry yeah um you know a cre- creator of um and designer of the man called havoc um, the, the best, um, superhero costume ever designed. It is one of my favorites. Um, absolutely. And, and it's, and it's, uh, and it's spiritual companion, uh, the living monolith, which is the havoc costume. Uh, if it was just the, the weird metal bits and, I, and no fabric. I can't picture this. I got to look at that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like a, uh, it's like, uh, it's like an all oh, yeah. metal, uh, curved metal, uh, like a uh, sex outfit. <laughs> I don't know. He is the living monolith. Of course, he'll be a, yes, a sex monolith outfit. Um, yeah, I, I, it's amazing that he, um, I mean, his Batman stuff is, and, you know, Batman and, and Green Arrow and Green Lantern and all that. Yeah. Um, the, um, the funny thing about those Green Arrow comics is that I got one of like the, you know, deluxe hardcover thing because I never read them, but I'm familiar with, you know, the speedy is a, junkie and all that stuff. So sure, sure, right. um, I like, I open it up and like everything you really know from that story is in the first issue of that. Like yeah. the guy, guys on the road, like that's not in that part. It's all the hard right traveling in the front. Yeah. Like yeah. the hard traveling hero. None of, none of that part is memorable. The The importance of that everyone remembers is like issues one through two. Right. It's right <laughs> in the front. Like that scene of like, you know, like, you know, the, the black man's like, you know, why don't you, you know, do something to help yeah. you know, black people here? You're, uh, you, you, I heard about what you did for the purple people. What about the black people? Yeah. Yeah. Great point. It's like yeah. page six. Like it's, it's really yeah. Denny, Denny O'Neill was like, I'm not going to have a lot of time. I got to get front to load, yeah. front loads all the social commentary because <laughs> he was sure you'd get shot down. <laughs> right. It's really funny. It's like, oh, I, oh, okay. I guess I'm all caught up. Like that's my familiarity. And then I got about halfway through it was like, you know, it's good. It's fine. Yeah. Like it's, they're just fighting like trappers and like, you know, bad dudes, like, you know, basically like bad conservatives out in the woods. You're right. Street you know, level, all that stuff. Street level and some, um, some political <laughs> stuff here and there. Yeah. yeah the, the pol- yeah. It's it, the, the contrast is funny, but him coming on X-Men and after Jack Kirby and sort of like the, the way they re kind of redid everything and everyone had different costumes. And like, I love that angel, costume which is it's like too. kind of ugly but it's really cool i do too um you know and like and yeah and jean's got like you know she's got like the, the mini skirt and and cyclops has some like slightly different like he's trying to figure everything out in the he's got he's like, like he, really he's thin. like uh, give me I'm, i want to ditch the tunic but what i want to keep the yellow underpants and pirate boots. yes yeah yes the, and the all blue and the, the the like the micro thin um visor is really cool like yeah i do like that visor (laughs) and it's just it's amazing how like you look at it and and it looks old-fashioned and then when you put it next to anything else that was out then where it was like you know six not even a six panel grid just like six drawings of like people talking and captions and all that and he was just like blowing out panels and and layouts and overlapping actions and, and it all is so clear and like at no point is it does it, is it not, is it confusing? It's just right. also he's like a master and it's really well detailed and every, you, like the body language is great. Like, yeah, just like yeah. an icon. He was, yeah, he was like, you can say whatever you want about like his wacky, like expanding earth nonsense or like the, the, the stories that he was telling in his later years, but you like, there's no like, like Frank Miller, there is no denying 
that Neil Adams changed the face of comics for, sure. for all time. For sure. And yeah, like he'll, he'll always be remembered for that. And it's a huge loss, you know, and he wasn't, and like, it sucks because it's like, like 80. Yeah. He's, he was 80, but he was sick, you know, and yeah. like, he still had time left. Like, um, a friend of mine, uh, a friend of mine said, you know, like, I would have like, I always thought that Neil Adams was going to live forever because he always looked exactly the same. Yeah. I had no idea how old he's, that guy he's was. looked the, he's looked exactly the same since I, since I was a kid, I totally. feel like, and, and like a vampire. Right. And uh, yeah, I just thought, uh, yeah, Neil Adams is, is just like a healthy, robust dude. And you know, but yeah, there were, there was a pic, uh, I think Jim Lee had a picture of him because he had a pretty nice, um, long yeah. eulogy thread um but there's a picture of of adams and his family and like his wife and he does look like older but like he doesn't look yeah. 80 you know yeah, he, yeah. like he, right. you know he he's like i don't know 70 which is a big difference between 70 and 80 so um, it really is, he, yeah. he had that thing of that um that character that um from the uh austin powers movies like the the right hand man um that really oh yeah robert Ra robert wagner yeah. yeah, like he that kind of like uh, man, man. Robert Wagner? you know, like I think it's Robert Wagner. I believe it's Robert um, Wagner. Yeah, from but, heart to heart, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But he, like he kind of looked two. like that guy. Like yeah, yeah, number two with the eye patch. He he's just like because he was like, he, he was Rob Lowe. He was Rob Lowe when he was young, and Robert yeah. Wagner when he's old. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah, no, he had that kind of look. Um, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. No, just like he seemed like a you know kind of a mentor to a lot of people, and even people that I would not. You know, I mean, who knows what they were doing 30, 40, 50 years ago. But like Dennis Cowan said something like, you know, I feel like I lost my second dad. Like, you know, the, you know, who know, you don't even know the way things, you know, the kind of the tendrils where he touches um, and yeah. inspired and, and kind of influenced people. And so it's, yep. it's a it's a real loss. For, a lot for of people freaked everybody. out. Andy Parks actually put out a, a tweet that was like yeah. really heartfelt where he was talking about he like he started crying, remembering about like showing his art to Neil Adams at a show and the stuff that Neil Adams like said to him. And mm -hmm. this guy, I mean, that guy's a legend. And Andy Parks at the time was like some young dork, you know, showing off his stuff. And Neil Adams like took time and talked with him and was like really warm, you know, and that's, we take that shit for granted, but not a lot of creators are like that, quite honestly, especially legendary older creators and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, well, that, that was, there's this, a quick, the story about him trying to start a comic union um, like the oh, creator right. union and, and, yeah. you know, Stan Lee, who, um, as I was looking through the, like the most obnoxious thing about all of the looking through the old X-Men comics and it's like edited by Stan Lee. Oh, and all the other people yeah. edited by Stan Lee. It's like, man, yeah. well, what a dick like Stan. I know yeah. Stan is Stan, he did it all. like, he did it all. What a, what <laughs> he a didn't dick. No, Unbelievable. He didn't. <laughs> it's uh, like, I'm looking at yeah. this beautiful artwork and these like amazing things. And it's like, yeah, we know you created them with Jack Kirby, but like, right. Edited by Stan. Get, get out of here. No one gives a shit. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're really smart. You, you're like, I guess Neil Adams can draw my comic. Like, what do you, you didn't pull him out of a bin. Like, he obviously is, you know, a talent. Yeah. Right. Come on. Like, Neil, Neil Adams, uh, this is a whole nother conversation, but Stan, Stan Lee, like, I try very hard to remember Stan Lee for his part in creating the thing, for, for shaping this thing that I love which I, I, again, cannot deny, but Stan uh, was not great in terms of his no. 
collaborations with others. Um, and he was not necessarily a good um, person to work for, you know, and like, like you said, that union stuff that Stan was like so terrified of, of, of happening at like Neil, Ga- uh, Neil Gaiman, Neil Adams was one of the fiercest proponents of creator rights in the history of comics during a time when there were none. Right. When it wasn't cool. Yeah. Like the idea, like the idea of artists getting their original work back after publication was unheard of. Yeah. And, and Neil Adams uh, and Neil was like, why doesn't Jack Kirby, like there's this very famous letter and it was, somebody posted it on Twitter. Um, like it, uh, hopefully it's in a museum somewhere, but uh, like, I think somebody, you could buy a co- like a copy of it on eBay. It's weird. But it's, it's, uh, Neil Adams wrote a letter to DC back when that was the thing, like on a typewriter and everything. And it was just this scathing uh, correspondence saying like, how dare you? Like, don't you want to be remembered, you know, on the like in a, in a good light like give jack kirby back his art like right. he built this and it, yeah it's it's incredible what he did um and yeah neil adams yeah he, uh, he worried frank pointed it out he was also an advocate for siegel and schuster yeah. back when they were being treated like garbage uh it's yeah. And it's a like Neil Adams, he was like one of the first guys that was like, no, we built this and you owe them. Yeah. It's a massive loss. He was a giant in the industry and it is a massive loss. Brian, we got a bunch of people in here in line. Can I do one answer of the week. Yeah, please. please. Quick answer of the week. Um, it is technically a, um, a third, a second sequel to a thing, but it's uh, Batman predator number three Ooh. by um, Chuck Dixon that and is a uh, Rodolfo DiMaggio. Oh my and, God. Oh, um, Rodolfo DiMaggio. Yes. I Connor forgot Hawkins. about that. Yep, yeah. Yep. There's, there's mm-hmm. never enough um, uh, DiMaggio out there, but um, it's, it's Batman and Robin versus a predator dad and predator son. Yeah. And um, the predator son is hunting Robin and it's during a heat wave. And there's this classic, amazing scene of um, Mr. Freeze and his henchmen, and the predator like bursts in and slaughters the henchman. Yeah. But he doesn't see Mr. Freeze because he because Mr. Freeze's temperature is so low. <laughs> yeah. So he can't see him yeah. because he sees the heat signatures. I love it. And then he escapes and then so Mr. Freeze like craps his pants and you know keeps his mouth shut and the predator leaves. So that was an it's, um, excellent story. It, I forgot about that one. The second one, the first one's good. The second one is okay. Yeah. Um, but the third one, it's like the art is unbelievable. Yeah. And um, we need um, more, we need a masterwork collection of DiMaggio's work because he yeah. is amazing and basically not in print anymore. Vanished totally. in thin air, that guy. It's yeah. a bummer. It's a total yeah. bummer. Brian, thank you for rapping with us as usual, brother. We'll talk soon. Later, guys. What a great answer. Wow. Yeah, that's an excellent one. I totally forgot about that issue. Michael Severe, you've been waiting patiently. Get in here, man. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? We're doing real good. Doing great. Real quick, Terrence Howard throwback. Okay, so Terrence Howard, who traditionally has always been a guy who's hard to work with no matter where his job was. You know, yeah, he made, I've he, heard that. He made his best work with Hustle and Flow. That was his. Yeah. That was a great movie. We all love that movie. And, you know, he has the accent and the whole thing where he's like, he's always like, man, what's up, man? Yeah. That kind of thing from Memphis. And like 3-6 well, Mafia, like laying down yeah. that soundtrack. That movie kicked ass. Yeah. And they won. They won the Academy Award for that. But yeah. they had that song called Whoop That Trick yeah. in the song. So when Memphis, the Grizzlies, 
at when they're at home and they're coming back or playing very well, the crowd shouts, whoop that trick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> during the game. That which is, is some, hilarious. That's some trap and shit. I like cut. it. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a very much a deep cut. Yeah. Um, I, so a couple of things about Moon Knight. One, now we definitely have seen the third personality on screen for sure. I agree. I totally agree. Now we know for sure. Yeah. Uh, so real quick before you move on, uh, yeah. uh, we had a question uh, from Justin. Uh, do we share the theory that we saw the third personality, whether that's Jake Lockley or not, uh, in this most recent episode? Um, there's that third sarcophagus. Uh uh, with a body trying to get out, and I absolutely say yes, unequivocally yes. Yeah, that is that is the, the scene. Though that's not a scene where we see him. In we the, see him in the office, sitting in the chair. Yep. Yes, with his nose bandage. Yep. The nose bandage. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, of course, the next time you see him, he reaches. Mark reaches for his nose. Is like, wait a minute, where'd the bandage go? Yeah. Like I'm fine. And he realizes what was that? Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. Jake, I believe that the Jake personality can see what's happening in both Steven and Mark's lives, no matter if there's a mirror or not. So that's why I think Jake knows what's going on in both their lives completely where at I mean, times I, they I, don't know. I don't, I don't think that the mirror is necessary. I think the mirror is, is, is shorthand for the viewer, but yeah. like, I, I think that Mark, well, that's why they cover the mirror up in the office. Yeah. He covers the mirror up in the office yeah. because he doesn't more than that with the mirror. what's happening when they cross over. I think there's more than that with the mirror because those two personalities are linked, which we just learned in this last episode, directly linked and can go back and forth, back and forth, no problem. But they don't know, but they don't know things about each other. Yes. Like, for example, he obviously didn't know he had a brother because his personality came after the brother died. Exactly. Right? He right. also didn't know the stuff that the mom was doing bad because once it would get really bad and Mark would go to he's Stephen, Stephen would then go to Jake. Yeah, and so he's not there. They just take him out of the yeah, room. Yeah, exactly. And then so that's Jake what was the one Jake that, knows what's happening in both sides. I think Jake took all I, the abuse. I think you've got it. I think that's a pretty solid theory. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's happening with that. Um, in terms of, uh, and by the way, I thought episode five was amazing. My God. Um, I, you know, I got two boys and um, I'm watching what this mother is doing. And obviously it gets worse with the alcohol. And I go, I have no idea how I would be. I, yeah. I you know, you, you love both your kids. Um, yeah. If one of them did something so stupid, they got the other one killed. I don't know how I would handle yeah. it. I, first of all, I'd have a nervous breakdown. I'd never leave the house again. But I also don't know how I would feel towards the kid who caused it. Well, and you the know? father. So you can blame that woman mm-hmm. all you want. The, I don't know. I, if I was in that situation, I have no idea how I would handle it. Well, and the father you know? who's like, well, I still love my wife. I don't blame yes. her. She's gone through a he's trauma. Stuck. I'm trying yeah, to support yes. her. He's trying to, he's trying to make it. God. Yeah. And lying to himself until about what's better. going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, oh. yeah. Uh, yeah. That was. Yeah. That was I mean, horrible. like it's, it's an, it's an unimaginable situation, you know, and I know that we all, you know, we, we see, we see it in movies and stuff all the time, but, um, Hey, Michael, can you mute the, the audio on the, on, uh, your side? So you're just hearing, there we go. Well, not necessarily yourself, but I just, I'll ask you on mute. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the loss of a child is, is something that devastates, like, and I don't mean just emotionally, it like devastates oh, yeah. the family unit. Uh, and, um, yeah, it's, everybody reacts different and it's, uh, it is something that you, 
That episode was yeah, incredible. Yeah, predict. That episode yeah. was incredible and not where I thought they were going to go. And this is one of those things where like, I'm a huge Moon Knight nerd, right? So I watched this with my wife, Casey, and she's like, is this part of the comic? Is this part of the comic? And I was like, this is new. <laughs> like, this is definitely yeah, new. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so the hippo, the hippo woman is completely concocted for the show the hippo goddess uh i mean she's a, a she's a a, a real egyptian a goddess, real egyptian goddess yeah. she's not a part of moon knight lore um no. uh but like there's a there's all this stuff that's that's happened that i didn't realize was from the moon knight comics until i finished reading the jeff lemire run yeah like there's a guy named crawley mm-hmm. who uh uh is the old man in the uh he's the old man in the asylum calling the bingo numbers right yeah yeah um and so and he's a he's a major character in the jeff lemire moon knight comics but crawley is also the gold statue man that steven talks to on the street oh in london like that it's the same guy yeah and so like there's a lot of moving pieces here um and because in fact like they name drop crawley uh mark name drops crawley uh in the last episode but i don't think they'd ever said his name before that i don't believe so no they hadn't i think it was just in that last episode yeah because he's but they're like in the asylum yeah everyone in the uh, justin points out everyone in the asylum is from his life mm-hmm. yeah so like crawley is the statue man um uh the there's a, a woman who i am unfortunately not able to place right now but there's a a woman that that speaks as well in the asylum uh and i can't remember where she was from oh uh, the museum i think i think it was his boss but they're unrecognizable the because they're all messed up, right? They're yeah. all their hair's all messed up. They're that not wearing the makeup. His, that may have been his boss. I can't. I can't quite. I think it was it. his boss. I yeah. think it may have been. Um, but yeah, it's 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 wild. I like. I love it. I love it. It was yeah. it was great, and I just I'm so glad. So every every episode five so far from all of the series, if you notice, have all been like flashback episodes to where you learn more about their life, right? And they've, they've kind of developed that way in the the penultimate episode, and then they get to which I like. I like the idea of finding out at that point, and then we get the you know, the big, whatever the big fight scene is going to be, we'll, we'll get in episode six. I just want to talk about Batman real quick because someone referenced Batman earlier and you were going over it. Sure. That movie has done more for people that I'm friends with who are completely out on superhero movies or comic books to watch that movie. I know three people now, a third of them was watching the draft with yesterday said it and he completely out that he loved the Batman movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the grounded part of it, I think is what allows people to be able to go, okay, I don't need something supernatural. I don't need something with superpowers. Yep. I can just watch this guy who's trying to do better, trying to help, and I can deal with all of that. And then all the rest of the acting is so good too. But he, he that's the third person I've talked to that was completely out on comic book movies that absolutely loved it. Yeah. And so you're, and you're right people. in the sense it's like, look, Joe and I would love it if Man Bat showed up. Joe and I would love it. You know, if some of the more ridiculous, like I would love it if the KG Beast showed up. <laughs> like dumb so, shit like that. Uh, oh, this but is a, this is a good t- uh, this is a good time to mention this thing from John, our friend John, uh, who is chatting with us in a different way because he's an he's an elitist. He's a problem child, is what he is. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, we love John, and he is a vital part of the show. Uh, whether you guys uh, ever see him or not. Um, He says, regarding Batman not being able to add fantastical elements, uh, in the movie, the characters are simply normal humans in various costumes. Yes, that's true, but... 
there has been there is no like establishment of the level of science or 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 well, sure. super science or what have you. Uh, there are similar Batman the Animated Series episodes without monsters, and it's still possible in that world. Captain America the Winter Soldier exists in the same universe as Thor Ragnarok. So he agrees with my original take from some weeks ago where I said they can do whatever they want. They just sure. uh, they just need to take that chance. I think what Michael is saying is that a lot of people – a vast majority of people probably that are not you and I are nerds. Like a lot of people could get completely turned off by that and they're playing it safe. I think that that might be a fear they have, but do they really think like based on the fact that um, to use John's words, uh, Spider-Man no way home was basically a three hour clip show. And it is one of the most successful and highly reviewed Marvel movies of all time. For sure. But we also had, do we really think that like, that's going to be a barrier for people? We also had, for some people it will be, for some people it it will be, be. for some people. And look how much training we've had with Marvel movies. Marvel has gently trained us over the last 12, 15 years. No, 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 it's true. Getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Whereas DC, they did the Batman or not the Batman, pardon me. They did uh, like justice league, the two Superman movies and stuff. And they did not make as much money and they learned from that. This is a failure. The Batman made a bunch of money. That's a win. That's we're going to stick with that. But no know? one is going to say that Batman uh, that like Man of Steel and Justice, uh, Justice League didn't do so great. But like Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman did make a ton of money. You like make they were not failures to these companies. Didn't make as much as they want and they trashed that universe, didn't they? Uh, look, you're arguing motives that we yeah. have no way to know. <laughs> okay. And Michael, like, help me out here. They didn't trust. They well, didn't trash that universe. They, is, they're still making movies in that universe. Aquaman two is coming out there's going to be a wonder woman three. Yeah, and they're not even going to mention stuff that happened before that. And you know, uh, but Matt, that's not my point. It's like, they are not turning their back on these things. And all of the people that the people that might be like a clay face, they also saw Batman and Robin or Batman forever as a kid. They also saw all the Marvel I'm not movies. Saying they, didn't. they also saw justice league. Like these people aren't trained uh, to they're trained that Batman is a certain way, but they aren't ignorant of the fact that there's this fantastical comic book element. Not saying there are, I just don't think we see any of it in this universe, but there's still, so, so here's, here's the thing. And I learned this, you know, working in restaurants and I think Matt will kind of appreciate this, right? There's a way that you can do something food wise or style wise or marketing wise. They're going to get a lot of people, right? That's something that you like. But if you want to get everybody, if you want to be Olive Garden and get everybody, you're going to have to be able to, and it may never be great food, but it may never be horrible food. You've got to find a middle ground. And I think this Batman is really one of the first things they've made that's really been a true middle ground. Even the Nolan Batmans, which did very well, the Joker still was a little bit different. It was more of a fantastical kind of Joker than what you have in this, these clips here or what the Riddler was just some orphan kid who was really smart and crazy. Yeah. I mean, I the Riddler was just, get everybody, it was just Zodiac with, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you just want to get everybody. And I, yeah. I think they're looking in there going, how can we get the, because we always talk about the one percenter in radio, the guy who calls in the guy who tackled the woman who texts. Right. And you got all this whole group of people that you never hear from. Right. If you want to get everybody, 
there's certain things you have to do. And I just think Batman's done it more, may, more may do it more may not do it. I just know they got, they got Phil Tringali, one of my best friends who refuses to watch any of this stuff to watch the whole thing yeah. and and like it. And I'm like, Oh my God, they, yeah. they, they crossed the hump. Yeah. You See, know? No, I, I got you. Like, they got my I mean, dad I, to watch it and he didn't watch I, the last two Nolan Batman. he's like, I don't know. The first one was fine. I, I just think that like, I, I think that all that's, all that's, Michael, stopping. I'm going to mute you. We're going to keep moving. Okay, we got more people. Thanks, guys. Good See to talk you, to you, brother. Uh, all that's stopping these people from doing whatever they want with whatever characters they want is, I like, I agree that it's fear, but they're, to Michael's point, they're not measuring success by the number of people. They're measuring success by the number of dollars. Right. And so, like, these movies are going to make money. You no, know, like they, the comic book movie is here to stay and they might put out a movie with man bat in it and go, Oh, well it made less than the Batman, but that doesn't mean it's not a success. Like they're not necessarily comparing them and going, well, this one was an a, but this one was an a minus. That's like, fair. Not, That's fair. They're let's, not judging. Let's keep that moving a, though, Joe. Cause we got a bunch of people yeah. that are like, no, Logan, shoot, how are you today, man? Lo- poor Logan hey, has been trying to get on the show I for know. a million years. We keep, and because Joe Patrick has to go on these long rants about stuff. And I apologize. We can't well, bump because you. I'm the only one that makes any sense <laughs> and you won't shut up. Logan, how are we today? Gentlemen, I am short, I am fat, and I am so terribly ugly, but I'm so happy to be with you guys. <laughs> and you left out Canadian. <laughs> and Canadian, but that's because I'm nice. That's and I a don't plus. Canadian's a yeah, plus, Yeah, it is though. a plus. Come that's on. a plus in our book. You might, uh, you might be our first Canadian live caller. Well, there you, I needed to be your first sugar daddy, something first Canadian. <laughs> we're right. going to give you, we're, we're going to give you a first Canadian zoomer. Welcome aboard. There first Canadian go. zoomer, Logan. What are we rapping about? Hey, well, I've been racking my brain. You know, I, I mean, I am, I'm great to, uh, to talk about all the movies and the shows, but then the question of the week, like the sequel, I racked my brain trying to think of a great comic book sequel I didn't. The the best I can talk about is the Wrath of Khan. Okay. I mean that redeemed Star Trek for me. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. I like look, I love Star Trek the movie, but there's no question that the Wrath of Khan is a better movie. Period. There's no question. Oh, it was it was like every other Star Trek movie was really great, yeah. I thought, uh, in that original uh franchise. Comics, you know what? I don't know. Every cuz every story is so different. Um, is a sequel really great? Like, I don't know. It's, it's tough to do. So you're arguing that maybe it's not possible. Is that where you're at? I'm not saying it's possible. I think every story is just kind of independent and, okay. you know, a sequel doesn't kind of go there. Like, you know, secret wars. Yeah, it was okay. Secret wars too. Well, that really sucked. Yeah. But, uh, it was I'm sure to somebody, it was their favorite comic. For you know, sure. like everybody always says for so sure. Every comic is somebody's favorite. Yeah, every yep. time we would make fun of something, we would instantly encounter someone who's like, I don't know. I loved Youngblood. It was like my favorite thing in the 90s. It was the best comic I've ever yeah. read. <laughs> I'm a big kids okay. love chains. Kids love chains. <laughs> yeah. Donnie Donnie Cates uh, Donnie Cates made a whole publishing uh, company <laughs> called uh, about that. It's true. <laughs> Logan, did you have anything else or you're just popping into no. dr- I'm just going to pop it. You know what? Love you guys. I think it's been great and I've been trying to get on forever. 
And uh, I, I'm glad that I finally popped my uh, two-headed nerd cherry. <laughs> I hey. love that you were able to do that on the internet in front of God and everyone with us. Thank yeah, that's you, right. Brother. You're lucky the camera wasn't working today, <laughs> but woof. Hey, if you can't get in because, like, you got to pop out. Chase was just here for a little bit. He had to pop out. Leave us a message. 402-819-4894. Leave us a message. We'll play it on the show. Damon Chan, I'm asking to unmute you, brother. I can see that you unmuted. Hello. There he is. Okay. There he is. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Just yeah, woke up. Uh, my mic. I hit the button. So sorry. <laughs> he, was, he, hit the, he hit the button. <laughs> I hit the button. What so are we rapping nice about today, button. brother? All right. So um, a quick answer to the question of the week. Um, and this is just my personal taste. Um, okay. So back, this is back in the early 2000s when Alan Moore was still, you know, the hot shit in comics. Right. Um, I was a huge fan of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. Um, the, the first volume. Um, I argue that the second volume I actually enjoyed more. Um, I thought about that. I think yeah, I did too. I, I, yeah, you know, I actually reread it too before coming to the show just to double check to see if it was just like kind of fresh in my memory. And no, uh, the scale and everything, the moments in part two actually stick out more to me than the moments in, um, in volume one. For example, in volume two, I still can't get over, um, I think it's the last scene where, um, one of the last scenes of volume two where Mr. Hyde like attacks the, the Martians yeah. and they're like zapping <laughs> yes. him and then he like opens up like one of the, um, the spaceships and then he rips out the alien and yeah. eats him and then they look at him and they're like and he's like yeah come on bring him more and then they just like shoot the crap out of him because they're scared of shit <laughs> but um, uh is 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 league of extraordinary gentlemen volume two also the volume where mr hyde uh also does the horrible thing that because he, he did the horrible kills thing the invisible man with love <laughs> i don't know oh, if, i would, bit, I would call it love that's not what i would call yeah, it you know kinda. i'm just i'm trying to phrase it call, i'm trying to phrase it politely. Politely. say he rapes him to death <laughs> I, mean, I was trying not to be gross right about it. it yeah but yeah i guess it's probably it's probably more gross to call it love killing with love certainly sounds more gross he killed him with his he, dick. He killed him with his big right. old To be fair, I'm not saying that, you know, rape is horrible under any circumstances, but at the same time, he did attempt uh, visible man was a horrible character who tried yeah. to do the same thing to me. He was so, assaulting. St- uh, he yeah. was assaulting the students at the, uh, the girls at the boarding school or whatever. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't, no, that was in the first volume in that particular instance. Well, I mean, that was even back then, but volume two is when he tried that with Mina. Um, oh. and, and yeah, and, and, you know, Hyde was kind of like fond mm-hmm. of her. And when he found that out, he was just like, okay, I'm not going to do anything until he did. And yeah, <laughs> he just kind of revealed everyone. Oh yeah. Sorry about that. It left some mess over there. And yeah, there was invisible. What was left of invisible man upstairs. Yeah. But anyway, Ugh, um, yeah. but yeah, that, but that was the only one I could think of. And uh, I still love that series. Volume um, two is definitely to- better. You're, you're absolutely right. And it's not because volume one is bad. I just think volume two was like a little more action packed. Agreed. Agreed. And there were, like I said, the, the moments stick out to me more. Yes. Know, volume one was still pretty cool with Moriarty and all that stuff. Yeah. Volume two is, like I said, was still like the, had more memorable moments. So, you know, definitely. lasted the test of time. Um, so I want to talk about Moon Knight really quickly. Um, so yeah, like everyone was saying that last episode was insane and it was the, you know, a hell of a mind bender, but I have a theory about Jake Lockley and okay. I don't disagree about him having shown up on the show so far, uh, and that sarcophagus and all that. Um, the one thing that has thrown me and it's weird that they mentioned it so late is the mention of Bushman. Yeah. Um, in that yeah, flashback Bushman. scene. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, you, everyone, like, I think, kind of knows, like, what happens with him in the comic. It's just like he was the one who was kind of uh, got his he's face the one cut killed off. off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that well, that was that was later. Yeah. But when it, in the actual origin with Mark Spector as the mercenary, uh, the whole thing with Layla's father and all that stuff. He Bushman is in charge of that, just like in the show. Um, and he kind of leads Mark to die and he becomes the, you know, uh, the avatar of Hanshu and all that. But mm-hmm. um, well, the reason why I bring that up is it's interesting that they bring him up this late. And I wonder if this is, I don't know if you guys think about this. There's a twist that I'm thinking is coming that Jake Lockley is, I already believe this. Like he's not the taxi cab, you know, whatever version that's in the comics, um, taxi cab driver. He is, I believe the embodiment of like all of the rage, I guess that, you know, cause Mark is kind of the, it's kind of like, you know, the original Stephen Grant is kind of like the, okay, you can live the ordinary life. Yeah. So where so it's like the, this? like the ego and the id and the super ego, right. Where it's like right. different aspects of his personality. They're not different personalities per se, right? but they're different aspects of one man. Exactly. I mean, that seems to be, especially with the abuse that he, you know, faced from his mom and all that. So my guess is, is that Jake Lockley, and the reason that this ties back to Bushman is that I don't believe Bushman ordered the kill at all with, with the men and all that. I believe Bushman is another figment mixed with Jake Lockley as like the ultra violent persona that comes out. That's like the personification of his rage. That could be. And, yeah, and Bushman is just a name that came up in his brain that he convinced himself because it's clearly we've seen that he's been able to convince himself about other issues too, like him talking to his mom on the phone and all that, as Stephen and all that. Yeah. So, and we had like that, a whole room of people that he murdered, right? Like, and, and he said, "Well, they were bad guys, you know. Like, they either bad mm-hmm. are they? Do you, well, or con- did you convince yourself think, that? You know, like right. we don't know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And that's uh, you know that's what I think the twist will be. And I also believe no matter what ha- ends up happening. Like, obviously, it seems like Mark is dead in heaven and Steven is trapped on the sands of the underworld. Right. Um, I I mean, no matter what happens, I'm fairly certain, certain that Jake Lockley is going to be in charge of the body in the last episode. So I think, whatever happens, I think that's happens. a safe bet. I think we're at a <laughs> yeah, point now I where mean, I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of obviously justifiable debate about. Uh, what is real what what parts yep. of what we're seeing yeah. are real um just like in the comics like specifically this little like i am stunned at how much of this season is directly adapting the lemire run Jeff lemire, like, yo, 100%, totally. that whole and, asylum uh, oh, like yeah. of all the, of all the runs uh, which like, and I'm not saying it's not great because it is great, but of all the runs, it's the Lemire run that they're doing. Well, and, but it makes um, sense for the story to build up and be like, okay, now we're in a position where he does not know what is real. He has convinced yeah, himself. Yeah. That are real. Uh, but, um, and but Lemire like, played this, on that uh, like, big time. All, all of the stuff, uh, in the asylum, uh, you know, like they're like, oh, are, is he in the asylum or is he in like a catacomb? Like Dr. Harrow's office is like, they're like, yeah, it's his office, it, but it looks like a catacomb. Right. With the weird yep. bricks. Painted like, white. Yeah. Like yeah. the inside With of a the white columns pyramid and stuff. or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not what a hospital looks like. Okay. No. And, uh, but I think there is no question that the things happening in the real world with Layla and Harrow and Mark in costume are, are real. That's real. That's happening oh, yeah. for real. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I do believe that all of the Egyptian God stuff is also real. I do too. I, I think, I think that like he is summoning Jack from the underworld. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like they're looking for like Conchu is real. 
Like, I think all that stuff is actually happening. And the fun part is trying to like, is trying to piece together. Like, okay, when have we checked out of reality? Mm-hmm. Uh, are, is he really on a, is like, uh, we understand that his body is dead. We haven't seen his dead body lying on a, a, a tomb floor uh, yet, but right. he got shot in the chest. He's dead. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the hippopotamus, uh, goddess says so. And, uh, so is his soul or, or, or Jake and Steven's soul or, um, Steven and Mark's souls really on a boat in the right, in a right. spiritual plane, right. you know, it's like, I, I kind of think, yes, I, I think yeah, that I that's what well, we know that there's stuff going on with the gods. Cause there's other characters that like also know these gods and stuff. Right. It's not and like if, if, we, if we're in a universe where we can go to Asgard. Right. Or you know, mm-hmm. we're going to find out ancient Greece and, as well. Olympus. Like, like we, yeah, we like, we've seen, we've seen Zeus yes. in the trailer for Thor, Love yeah, and Thunder. It's like, we know that Mount Olympus plane. is real. Yeah, ancestral planes and Black Panther. I mean, there uh, are. You're right, and yeah, and uh, you know the astral, the astral plane, the dormam, the dark dimension with Dark Doctor Strange, like yeah. So I think some of this is literal, and the asylum is a construct that is that Mark has uh, created mm-hmm. to to make sense of it. Right. And like, cause it's what he understands. It's a context he understands. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I think that it's so fascinating to like, see that, to like unpack all of that. Yeah. It's, nuts. it's so much more interesting to me than like, I think that fly is Mephisto. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I mean, you never know. I mean, it's still, we'll see what happened in the last episode of Mephisto. Yeah. yeah like, hopefully, look, hopefully at this point, at this point, <laughs> I like, I don't think the MCU can actually do Mephisto at this point because it's become such a joke. It's a uh, at this stage. Right. Yeah. It's just like, no, just don't. And if just they do, the, it'll be something in guardians three where it is a joke. You'll see. Right. Or it is a joke. Right. right exactly. It's like yeah. at the space yeah. bar. So it's like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Damon, it's good to talk to you. We're yep, going to get, Jimbo in here and uh, call it a day after that because I've got to get moving. I got stuff I got to do. Jim, how are you, brother? Close this out. Okay. Uh, question of the week. So, from my understanding, these are actual sequels, not like continuous runs of something, right? Yes. Sequels. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, so, I mean, uh, oh, no, Joe, Joe, just let me go. Sequels. I, okay. Go. I'm just, uh, I, w- I was, okay, go ahead, Jim. <laughs> well, because all the things I read are continuous. I was trying to validate you, Jim. I know, but this is this will be more amusing for everybody. Oh, good. So everything I read. Thank is God, not, somebody's got to. But there are actual two sequels that I read, and Dragon Ball Super and Boruto, the Naruto, Naruto uh, sequel, and both aren't very good. The so, Namtaro, name the Namtaro yeah, sequel. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not very good. So I have to go with Dragon Ball Super because it's way better than the other crap that I read. And why? And now I look back like, why do I read it? Why do I make myself suffer? I don't understand. But there, there's your answer to the question of the week. We're moving on. Uh, some numbers that I had last week that I wanted to get to, but giant storms. Sorry. So, yes. Yeah. So my hero has crossed 10 million sales in the U.S. alone, which is very staggering because its total is only 65 million. And that's the highest percentage of the U.S., I guess, owning sales of a certain uh, manga. Which is pretty impressive. That's impressive. Uh, you are, of course, referring to My Hero Academia, not your personal hero, you know, Magic oh, yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Or who? who Magic Johnson, wow. No. Uh, Larry Bird, I don't know. Yeah, there you go. More and more Larry Bird. Um, so that's pretty impressive. Um, and then 70, 76% of all graphic novel sales last year were actually manga sales, um, which is pretty good. Uh, none of the top 10 are 
everything we've talked about before. And then I uh, gave everyone great Netflix recommendations, and then everyone dropped Netflix. So <laughs> it's, I think it, it was your fault. People are uh, people I, are pretty mad at Netflix. I think that was you. I think you did yeah. that. As a matter so, of fact, <laughs> but I know everyone has HBO Max now. However, it is super hard to find HBO Max stuff. It is. So you have to go to options, animation, and then you have Death Note, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I give those are my top two recommendations. They're very quick. Uh, two seasons each, very enjoyable. And the big thing that I want to talk about, Batman talk here, Batman Webtoon, updated numbers. You guys are all ready. Oh, yeah, man. I'm ready for Batman Webtoon. Okay, so it's been on for 36 weeks. We have uh, 38.4 million views as this morning. Wow. So, so that's about, uh, and then and then they get 1 million uh, subscri- uh, people, you know, uh, accounts are following it weekly. I that doesn't mean more people are reading or whatever. And then if you look at the like ratio, when people will like go in and actually hit the button to say, I enjoyed it. It's, it keeps around between 60 and 70,000 uh, likes per chapter, probably for the last couple of months. So that's Jesus pretty consistent. Christ. So, <laughs> that's so, so one thing I am confused on, why isn't there more? Are we going to get more? It, I don't know. Like, what is a hit? I don't understand it. You know, those chapters are read in, you know, two or three minutes. They're pretty quick. Right. Yeah, they're very um, slight. So, yeah, that's some numbers. I, I don't know what the, I would expect more stuff from DC if they have this, unless they don't think that's a, a success. It's, I, I mean, I they have to be. I can't imagine that a comic book a company like DC Comics would see numbers that enormous and not like wet themselves with the light. Right. I, I just, I can't fathom it right um but yeah like it is surprising that i haven't heard a single word about any other webtoon projects yeah, yeah and, and, and usually they, they would send you know uh updates on apps so like i have this one and others like subscribe to so i know when the updated chapters released and usually any news related to those you get updates yeah like just send your mm-hmm. email or the app and i've not got any like hey you guys like batman well try this flash family thing or superman right. family thing you know like the big the big ones. I don't, right. unless I, I don't know, but at 36 weeks, those are the numbers. Fair enough. Very, I thought, Thank I you, Jim. Jim, our, our financial reporter. Jim <laughs> we appreciate it. It's good to talk to you, man. Yep. And, uh, you, you know, you should apologize to Netflix for what you did. You told they were like, I don't know, there's nothing on there to watch. And then everybody dropped. And a week later, you're like, okay, I found some stuff. And it was too late. So it was go. too late. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, Netflix. <laughs> maybe don't cancel and don't let everything at one time and let things breathe. I, that's all I got. Fair enough. Good to talk to you, Jim. Right, Thanks, Jim. Joe, did you uh, know that Usagi Yojimbo? gently launched on Netflix. Yeah, you know, I I that I sent us I sent an email uh, you know, I don't know what this says about me, but I I send myself emails so that I have like a visual reminder on my phone. It's like I have an unread email. What's that about? It's like, "Oh, yeah, Space Usagi." Tony Mathers, friend of the show, messaged me uh yesterday and he's like, "Did you know about this?" and he was like and he sent me the link to uh, Samurai Rabbit is what it's called right, on uh, right. on Netflix, and it is essentially Space Usagi, which was a story that Stan Sakai actually did. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a direct adaptation or anything, but it's basically like a sci-fi Usagi Yojimbo. And uh, I do remember. I think I remember hearing that it was being made. We may have even talked about it, but it was a long time ago. Um, but it just like dropped. 
out of nowhere yesterday. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, now there is an animated Usaga Yujimbo cartoon on Netflix. Yeah. Just like suddenly. I had no idea. And it may be canceled. So don't hope you don't like it too much. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right. It is officially voicemail time in the ziggurat. Hey, guys. James Kaplan here. Uh, long time no talk, but I thought I would give you a call. Just check in, say hello. Hope you're doing well. Uh, stuff on my mind. First is the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, which I'm sure has come up as a topic of conversation. <laughs> a couple on times. Show yeah. today. I loved it so much. It just, I, I don't know, Taika Waititi, he has just given, like, he just knows how to just make pure joy and delight come to life. Like, it was such a fun, delightful trailer without really telling us anything significant about the movie, which I appreciate. I kind of don't want trailers that give away too much of the movie, which I feel like Marvel actually is guilty of sometimes. Um, anyway, like, I love the trailer. I'm so excited for uh, Natalie Portman's arms. I mean, Thor, Love, and Thunder, <laughs> so that'll be great. Uh, also, as far as comics, today I just read the third issue of Catwoman, Lonely City. Uh, yes. You know what? That Cliff Chang is pretty good at comics. He's pretty. I think he, I think he has a future in comics. Yeah, yeah I think that guy's anyway, going places for uh, sure. Hope doing well. Yeah. Take care. Shout out to James. His whole family uh, had the plague recently, so I'm glad they're doing all right. Good Lord. Um, Everybody's down. Good. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Hey, but it's a great time for us to be dropping mask mandates and sending people back into public. For sure. Public for places, sure. But whatever. Yeah. It's time. Uh, so it's time, uh, Joe. Yeah. Cat, uh, Catwoman Lonely City. Catwoman Lonely City um, is on my short list for best uh, miniseries of the year. Uh, it is only April, end of April, um, but three issues in, and that is one of the greatest um, Gotham City stories I've ever read. It's so good. It sure is freaking um, great. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, like nobody really did talk about it today. We mentioned it briefly, but we didn't actually get in depth. Um, I thought it was a wonderful teaser. Yeah. It wasn't a trailer. We we didn't get any hint about the plot other than we saw Natalie Portman as Thor. Uh, or, you know, I don't know. It's so weird to me that she's called Thor because Thor is his name. Well, yeah, but still, like, they did that, the whole thing. They did it in the comics, too. Whoever holds a hammer I know, I get will it. have the power I, no, of Thor, you know? I, I mean? totally, I understand. It's a me problem. It's like if, like, the if the enchantment was like... Whosoever holds this hammer, if they be worthy, right. shall possess the power of Matt. Right. And I'm not saying and there's not a like, problem with some it. Girl, and then <laughs> some woman showed up with the hammer and she's like, I'm the mighty Matt. Right. It's like, it's weird. It's it, 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 I have a hard time mentally. No, it's weird. Um, You're not wrong. It's definitely weird. Uh, but uh, like uh, certainly no problems with her, like having the power or being in that role, because I think it's great. And she looks great. She looks like she stepped right out of the comic. I cannot wait for this movie. I am so disconnected from Hollywood these days uh, because of the pandemic that I had no idea that this movie is coming out like within a matter of. Not uh, not even a few months, like a couple months. Yeah, it's coming real quick here. <laughs> yeah, it's like it like soon. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and like I know that Doctor Strange is is, is next week. Um, 
but yeah, it's just like these movies are coming out. And to me, they seem like they're coming out of nowhere because I haven't set foot in a movie theater in over two years. Well, again, pandemic messed everything up, pushed it back. It's it, true. It, like, and like Quantumania, it, well, Ant- the, the Ant-Man Quantumania just switched spots with the Marvel's movie this week, too, where they went, nope, we're putting Ant-Man out first for some reason. They constantly do so, that, though. Yeah. They, they always rearrange those deck chairs. But... Um, well, real quick, I think I'm this super was overshadowed because of all the stuff we saw in the latest Doctor Strange. Like that trailer. So much stuff. That TV spot. It's nuts. Uh, like, I, like I am. I was legitimately stunned. And I, I didn't even see the one originally that um, like that they flat out showed like Professor X hover chair. Yeah. Well, or, I mean, I mean, it might not be hovering, but, but we it's see, yellow. It's big and yellow. If it's not a hover chair, they sure are teasing us. <laughs> yeah, and like, it, like it's it is no longer like was that Patrick Stewart? It's like no, that's Patrick Stewart. Like it's unmistakable that that's Patrick Stewart. Um, and that is not even the trailer that I saw. I saw a different TV spot that was only like fifteen seconds long, where Chiwetel Ejiofor as Baron Mordo says the Illuminati will see you now. Like they just came right out and said it, Illuminati. Yeah, it's I was like, there. Okay. And then in that longer trailer, you see Captain Carter, live action Captain Carter. Yep, it's it's insane. It is insane. Yeah. So if you if so, I guess the bottom line is that if you are one of those people out there, uh, which seems crazy to me that they are there are these people, but there are. If you were one of these people that wrote off What If because it's a cartoon, you're wrong. Bad news. You were wrong. What If is 100% canon in the MCU. Yeah. So now, okay. The other thing. We got a closer look at the person that we all thought may have been like an Iron Man or yeah, Nova. Yeah, like was it a like the first thought was like is that the Human Torch? Is and, it Nova? And people are it saying a, is it one of the Ultrons? Monica it is Rambo. I, it is very clear in the most recent trailer. You can even pause it on that frame. It is a flying human woman. Yeah, or humanoid woman. It's got to be Monica Rambo, right? It must be Monica. Photon. It must be Monica. Yeah. Um. It, obviously, it's all CGI, so it doesn't really look like her if you pause it. But yeah. it's definitely a woman. She's doing light stuff. I mean, it, it appears yeah, it, like she's doing kind of light powers. Esque. Yeah. Right. It's very Captain Marvel esque. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a wild time. Oh, they they showed um, in like the like really quick flashes of things going on. Like uh, they showed like Wanda's kids, you know, like they've. Well, they showed kids. I mean, those have, they probably Wanda's kids, but like no, I think they show. I think it was actually a scene from WandaVision, maybe like because it's oh the kids that oh no, you're out. right, you're absolutely right. Like, it is uh, a scene so like, from WandaVision. Like this is like they are doing it. It's happening. Yep. All the things we speculated about, like they're doing something. It's all happening. <laughs> uh, and uh, like I, 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 I honestly don't, I don't know what to think about what will happen when yeah. this is done. Yeah, I know. We so we were talking about it in our in our Discord. <laughs> More about that to come. Listen, but now you I think you need to bleep that out. No way, dude. We're dropping it right here. It's an Easter egg, Joe. Uh, oh, I so, guess if we're announcing it before this show comes yeah, out. Yeah, come on. So, we were talking about it in our Discord and like one of the things we started talking about it certainly looks like Wanda is going to be a villain. Like I disagree. When, when this I is said and done, Wanda, she, I I think we are seeing variants of Wanda, I, just like we are seeing variants of Doctor Strange. Because know, if dude. you look at the trailer, there's the Wanda in the superhero costume, the right. Scarlet Witch. Right. We also see like mourning Mother Wanda. We also see a very like kind of like almost like a Carrie or zombified version of Wanda. Yeah. 
like and we we know that there's a zombie Doctor Strange. We know that there's the the um, the Supreme Strange well, maybe from that episode. Maybe that's Darkhold Wanda. Maybe she's fully given into the Darkhold and freaked I'm, out. Like I'm not saying it's not happening, uh, but I'm saying I don't think it is a given because I think the villain is Nightmare for sure. Oh really? I think oh yeah because she says the word nightmare and there's no way you make a Doctor Strange movie and you put the word nightmare in it prominently and not have it be nightmare. I guess I hadn't thought about that, but I don't know if I like that either. I don't care about nightmare. Uh, I, well, I think nightmare is a villain. I guess <laughs> okay. I should say like, right. uh, but uh, I I I so I think that I don't know it's if it's going to be as simple as like this is the villain of the movie, you know, because we've got evil Dr. Strange. We've got the Illuminati. We've got Wanda doing whatever Wanda wants to do. Right. Um, we've got the possibility of nightmare. We've got the return of Baron Mordo, uh, even though it is probably not our Baron Mordo. Uh, it's probably a variant Baron Mordo from the multiverse. Could be. I don't know. Um, and, and we got Dr. Strange and Wong go. Oh, and also Shuma Gorath, who is not Shuma Gorath for copyright yeah, yeah, reasons. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, we got our Dr. Strange and our Wong going, what the fuck is happening? Right. And that's going to be like 180 minutes of Dr. Strange and Wong going. Well, I mean, that if you think about Spider-Man, you know, No Way Home, that yeah. was basically that was the movie. 180 minutes of just like, oh, my God, seriously, they're here. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Right. You know, like. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I just uh, I'm I'm very excited like this is from like a uh, this is where my like continuity nerd brain kicks in because I'm more excited about what it means for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Uh, than I am to like actually see the movie. <laughs> like I'm more I'm more excited to see like I'm, where all the pieces fall. I'm gonna say both. <laughs> I'm excited uh, for both. It's not that I, obviously <laughs> I'm excited to see the movie, but like I want to know the aftermath, right? I want to know Fair. it's like Fair. what counts, what's introduced, yeah. What are the possibilities that it opens up? Like that's what I want to get into. I right. want to get into the meat of it. Um, yeah, like we know that what if characters, well, we don't know, not a hundred percent. No, we know, but I'm that saying sure looks like Captain Carter. And if Captain Carter it's is there, Captain Carter. does that mean it's we're going to get, you know, like Star Panther? Rogue. We're going to get, you know, like spider, you know, probably not Star Panther, spider zombie Chad and shit. Boseman like, is diseased. But. Yeah, but you put him in a helmet and, and mess with his voice and computerize it. I mean, I come mean, on. I guess maybe they could show a <laughs> clip of it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, like, or not a clip, but yeah, like you said, like a cameo. Right. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. I, I know. don't know. It could. Maybe that's what. Maybe because I feel like this is the kind of stuff, and people are like they're giving away too much. They're giving away too much. But if you think we about, don't know that, yeah, we don't know anything. That's my point. If you think we yeah. all said that about Spider-Man No Way Home, then we went and saw Spider-Man No Way Home, and we were like, oh shit, there was so much more. <laughs> yeah, and we we said the same thing about Wandavision, where it's like right. We every every time there's a new episode of Wandavision, we are certain. That our theory is correct. Right. And the only thing that is absolutely a given, uh, if the same thing happened with Loki, uh, is that we don't know shit. Yeah. We don't know shit. No matter what they've shown us, we don't know shit. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's true. so be prepared to be surprised. And I think it's great. Totally. All right. Two I, lo I love not know. I love not knowing what the hell they're doing. I, know. I think it's awesome. I don't want to go into it knowing everything. And I don't think people are like, I'm not watching the trailers. I honestly don't think it is possible to go into this. I don't think it this. matters. They yeah, are smarter no. than that. 
And they, we also know Marvel lies to us all the time. They well, put I mean, stuff it's in one trailers. Thing to lie, and it's another thing to film scenes and put it in a trailer. Well, sure, but I mean, they will put it in the trailer, knowing it's not in the movie. They do that shit. Things all do the get cut from the movies. Yeah. All right, let's see what Toots has for us. Well, that's a boy. That was a lot. We got. We really went on it. Well, <laughs> I want to that? talk about Doctor Strange because we didn't have a chance to during the show. Everybody else was, you know, we were and we had other other things yelling about different crap. It's Toots time, and I wanted to say that, yes, uh, Joe, I have read The Savage Avengers, and no, I do not like it. I've read the first three <laughs> volumes okay. of Jerry Duggan's run, and there was a couple highlights. Uh, one issue with uh, Conan and the Punisher walking from Savage Land through the Antarctica I really enjoyed. And there was another one where Conan and Doctor Doom have a sit down over some food and have a conversation. I enjoyed that. But the rest of it is garbage, and I can't believe that book is still out um and they've relaunched it as the all-new savage avengers yep. there's three yeah. issues i can't believe it but that makes that conan's new monthly ongoing book since the sun has set on conan the barbarian that's crazy to me that that's his monthly book i refuse to pay for that book so i just check it out through the library i will continue <laughs> to hate read it that way I do hope they can find a place for Conan. Um, I think that the character would benefit from doing like maybe an anthology book that starred multiple characters. The Red Agnes story that they canceled uh, at the beginning of COVID, they could finish that story in those pages. They could do some Solomon Kane. They could throw in other characters like Archon and Killraven, characters kind of like adjacent to Conan. Um, and, and Like a relaunch of Amazing Adventures or Savage Tales. But I'm probably the only person that would buy that book because uh, Conan cannot maintain a monthly ongoing, like ongoing storyline. He can't. Yeah. It's no good. You got to move away from that. Do short stories, kind of like how they're doing this King Conan mini. Just do more minis. So to answer my question of the week this week, going for that gooch, um, Grass Cutter and Grass Cutter 2. Okay. Oh, perfect okay. stuff. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Yusagi Yojimbo. I'll talk to you later, baby. <laughs> yeah. Bye, baby. Uh, Adios, so, muchacho. yes, Grass Cutter, the first one, is incredible. It's not to say it's bad, it's incredible. The second one is even better. The Grass Cutter, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I like, are you, even, even as somebody who has not read a ton of Yusagi Yojimbo, like, I'm like, oh, yeah, grass cutter. No, that's the stuff. Oof. Like, I, even I know that. Oof, it's good stuff, yeah. Um, so he touched on a couple things I want to talk about. One, Conan being the kind of character, like, we had a question a while ago that we did, question of the week. Characters you love that can't necessarily sustain a monthly series. Conan is a perfect example of that. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean... He's kind of like Hellboy. I, like, I, I do a great know, Conan like mini... Sure, do a do a mini once a year or twice a year, whatever you got a story for. But I don't need an ongoing monthly Conan that like can't sustain sales. And like, no offense to Jim Zub, Jim Zub writes perfectly good stuff. I just, it's not real exciting. To I don't me. really get, I can, I don't get too excited about. Jim yeah, Zub. I don't. Like, it, it, and I mean, it's like, not that I don't like him. It, it's just that like. I, it, I, there has never been a book where it's like, yeah, this book's written by Jim Zub, where I've gone like, ooh. I'm like, I, I think, oh, well, you know, Jim's up's all right. And, and that's about where I land on it. Yeah. I think it's the latest Conan mini where, like, however you feel about Jason Aaron right now, putting someone like Jason Aaron and is it Muhammad Asrar that's drawn it? I can't remember. Mahmoud Asrar. Mahmoud yeah. Asrar. Yeah. Like a superstar team like that on a mini series, that's the way to go. Just do it. 
We don't need yeah. to have a monthly. Uh, third thought, Savage Avengers relaunching with your new team of Hulk Vereen, who is there. Hey, well, Weapon H. But yes, uh, Hulk Vereen Hulk is like a dumb nickname. Weapon, H, Weapon H, H, which I do not care about at all. And look. I love Cloak anti, and Dagger. Anti-Venom. Like uh, yeah. the, the, the white suit Venom. Anti-Venom. Don't care at all. Couldn't care less. Or no, is it, Eddie, is it Eddie Brock or is it Flash? No, it's not Eddie. Eddie's a space god now. It's, is it Flash? Yeah, it's Flash Thompson. Yeah, it's Flash. Yeah. yeah. And Cloak and Dagger? I Look, I'm fine with Cloak and Dagger. I don't need them, one. What are they doing there? I don't yeah. need them as Avengers because they're not Avengers. Two, there's nothing savage about them, <laughs> okay? Like, yeah, like isn't the whole point that it's supposed to be like, yeah, these guys like will cut a guy. You right, you've got Wolverine, like, Conan, Hulk Vereen, you know, uh, anti-venom, and then cloak and dagger? What are they even doing? Yeah, weird. I don't well, know. Why don't we throw the it, power pack in there while we're at it? Like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> it's hey, just, hey, hey. Don't be bad mouthing power. I'm pack. not bad mouthing. I'm saying they're not. Would you, the Savage Sounds like Power you're Pack. Bad would you Sounds buy a comic like book you're called Bad Mouthing Power Pack? Would you buy a comic book called The Savage Power Pack? The Savage Power Pack. Hell yeah! Just to say that, <laughs> just to check it out. You're damn right, I would. Um, but no, I agree. I agree. Savage Avengers is stupid. I, like I. Yeah, I don't get I, it. I don't. I don't need. I don't need an ongoing. Conan interacting with future no. in canon Marvel characters. I nope. don't. Don't need it. It's silly. All right. Like for one story, maybe, but not three volumes. Yeah. Like if something like that fits in like Avengers forever where they're jumping through time and they're sure. jumping through yeah. by all means, let's have cap bump into Conan and they battle and caps like this guy's crazy or whatever, you know? And then they're like, Oh, you're a worthy foe. Yeah, like if, if, my if, bad. Savage, if Savage Avengers had been one six or 12 issue miniseries, fine. Where it's like, yeah, Jerry Duggan, Mike Diodato jr. And it's Conan fast forwarded to the future time or vice with, versa. Or the, some Avengers yeah, get and, thrown and, into or, Conan. Yeah, they time. get sent to the past and it's like cool. And gath and it's like a whole thing great yeah one story done uh but like i don't i don't need this like what's the justification for conan talking to you know the punisher today yeah. i don't need it it's silly i agree yeah all right totally agree we got one more voicemail here we have got a lot of feelings today that's good that's what we come here that's we took last week off i apologize people come here for our feelings <laughs> they do you're right all right so i want to ask this is jason Sachs. all right so i want to answer the Thank question you. of the week Best comic book sequel. So you're going to think I'm insane. Best comic book sequel, Secret Wars 2. No, I'm serious. Like, you look at Secret Wars 2. Secret Wars, okay, it's great for what it is, but, you know, that's the greatest comic ever. Like, it's got the cool costume, and it's got the, everyone identifying each other um, in every page, and it's just like this kind of cool, soulless kind of toy advertisement. Secret Wars 2 is this bizarre, psychotronic exploration of Jim Shooter's brain and the way he saw the world and like his enemies and the people he likes and his attempts to figure out like his place in the world and his uh, weird obsessions with uh, the people who did done him wrong and his strange relationships to women and like it's just this bizarrely amazing thing about like basically Frank Miller seeing himself as this god who's trying to figure out what it means to be a mere mortal living in a world with everyone else who is lost and confused and all your powers and all your abilities still make you feel lost. It's kind of this actually kind of sad, sort of weirdly pathetic story about a guy who just can't relate to other people because he kind of thinks of himself as, a, as amazing, as like 
this godlike figure. And then, you know, we know two years later he was gone and people were dancing on his grave, so to speak. Uh, so Secret Wars 2, secretly great. Don't want to reread it, but it is secretly great. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Okay. I don't know if that's as much you an know answer of the question of the week as it is a defender segment. A defender, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Secret Wars uh, 2. <laughs> but you know what, Jason? I'm just going to take your word for it. You know, everybody's got – everybody loves what they love, and we ain't here to to, I, to yuck anybody's yum. It's true. And, I, like, Jason's a super smart guy. He's a published author. He's a comic historian. He makes money he sees on this. So, he sees things that we do not. I think – the nicest way I can say this is I think he is seeing something in Secret Wars 2 that I am not. <laughs> That's the nicest no, yeah, way it's I true. can say it. <laughs> he, he, is, he is viewing it on a meta, le- he yes. is viewing it on a meta right. level that I am not sure was intended right. at the like time. Matt Baum read it as a nerd looking to read a superhero story. He read it where it's like he put himself in the body of Jim Shooter and like yeah, his lifetime right. and experiences. And like, I don't, I don't have that in me, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah it, look, I... Jason, your I your your interpretation is valid. That's all yep. there is. That's all I got to say. It's valid, I, but we gotta. I think I disagree. I, I can't go with you on this journey. Though. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't go with you on this. Pretty journey. sure I disagree. All right, that was fun. It's time for our answers, Joe Patrick. This one was super hard. It's it was hard. Time. Somebody on the show stole mine today. Can you guess? Who oh it, yeah, yeah. Can you guess who it was? I have I, I immediately have blocked out all of everybody else's answers. So it, no. It was Rapid Damon Con? Chan. It was Damon Chan doing the second oh. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh yeah, as, yeah. Okay. As much as I liked the um, first Extraordinary League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, like other than the fact I remember reading it back in the day and going, All right, yeah, it's Alan Moore. He's a really smart guy. This is smart and it's kind of fun and the art's weird. It was the second one that grabbed me and nailed me and i went this is legit good and i want more of it and then the third one came out and i went this is legit boring and i think i'm done with this i'm out yeah right no i agree i agree uh yeah no second volume of league of extraordinary gentlemen did did really um push a lot of my buttons and i agree that it's it's uh, really great um for me um you know i thought of things like uh chase magnet uh chase magnet was was here for most of the show um and he uh he didn't say much he posted a couple things in the chat um it, you remember when it used to tell us like so-and-so was watching we don't get that anymore uh so i had no idea chase was even here but he said um daredevil born again yeah which is a follow-up to Frank Miller's run on Daredevil from the early 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily a direct sequel to any any particular story. I would count it, though. It's a spiritual sequel it's, to what he it's was doing. A, Yeah, it's a successor, a follow-up to f- what to Frank's statement on the character. Yeah. And I agree. De- like Daredevil Born Again... Um, uh, he didn't even draw it. Uh, well, he, did he draw parts of it? No, David Mazzucchelli drew no, it. No, he drew covers. Um, that was it. And David Mazzucchelli drew the story. Uh, and like, I think Daredevil: Born Again might put almost any issue of the original Daredevil run to shame. It's so good. It's so so good. Fair enough. Um, and, and like, I love the Frank Miller run of Daredevil from like the original run, uh, but Born Again is just. Like it's everything I want in a Daredevil story where it like tears Matt Murdock down to nothing and and it builds him back up and the whole thing with uh, Kingpin and learning his identity and it's like it's it's nuts. It's so good. Yeah, Born Again is a great answer. Um, so I thought of, I, I thought of things like that. I, I thought of uh, things like, you know, Art Spiegelman did a mouse too. Mm-hmm. 
but I don't know if that necessarily counts as a sequel. I think maybe he just always intended to do a two volume. Well, I mean, it was still a sequel. I, I would just argue it was just as like, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad. No, 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 I'm not no. gonna say it at all, I, I, like, but I will say I think the first one was definitely more important. Right. Than the second. No, I think uh, the first one is. You're yeah, right. No, I agree. Like, but so it, it was hard. I guess is my point is that right. I'm trying to think of these things, and uh, like I'm thinking of I'm trying to think of like, well, you know what they did. Uh, they did that story in Spider-Man called One Moment in Time that was sort of a sequel to One More Day where they ex- where they tried to explain like nah. in this new world where Peter never got married. But that's like a continuity what happened. fix. That's not like, even like no, a sequel. And it's not better. It's yeah. not better. And it's, it's not, not better. No. Right. Um, and finally, finally, I remembered Annihilation Conquest. Oh, yes. Uh Many years ago, in the uh, in the oh, uh, mid, in the mid aughts, uh, in the mid aughts, Marvel put out a book called Annihilation. It was a uh, a cosmic Marvel crossover. Um, it wasn't even a crossover because there weren't any there weren't any ongoing books at the time. No, well, it, was just, it, it was a bunch they of did, like they did they did launch Nova. They they yeah. launched a Nova ongoing series, but it was like and a then there mini were a and bunch of one shots, a bunch of minis, yeah, yeah. minis and one shots. And uh, an annihilation, like proper ongoing, uh, that was all about annihilus uh, invading regular space from the negative zone with an army called the Annihilation Wave, and uh, it like elevated annihilus to like a galactic level threat. And it's like, oh, he's the funny bug guy. No, no, no. Annihilus is terrifying. You should definitely be scared at the mention of his name. Um, and uh, it it basically like reset and revitalized the Marvel cosmic side of things that was so popular in the 90s. Yeah. With Silver Surfer and stuff like that. A year or so later, there was a sequel book called Annihilation Conquest uh, written by the same people, drawn by a different artist. Tom Rainey drew this one. And this one was about Ultron. Ultron had left Earth and he had taken over the phalanx and the phalanx are like this techno organic race that were that made some appearances in the in the 90s and i think in fact they they're pre- pretty prevalent in the uh, early Jonathan Nickman X-Men as well. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, that whole thing, so all, Moira McTaggart just had a phalanx arm and stuff. So, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what happened, what happened with Moira in, in, in that story directly like allows the future of the phalanx to prosper, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the phalanx exist in the current timeline as well as a race of techno organic aliens. Uh, Ultron took charge of them. And started, you know, basically like trying to Borg the entire universe. Right. Um, and Annihilation Conquest had a very similar setup in that it was like four core minis uh, that that weaved in and out of the main uh, event book and one shots and stuff. And so we got like a, a, a star. That's where we got a Star Lord book. And that's where we got, uh, yeah. I forget what the other minis were, a Wraith, who was a character that came back not too long ago in Donny Cates' uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. But it was Annihilation Conquest that set up the Guardians of the Galaxy relaunch Yeah, that gave us the Guardians that we love today. Totally. We don't so, have a movie without that. No. Uh, so Annihilation Conquest is my answer to this question. It is not only is it as good as the original Annihilation, but I actually kind of prefer it because I love the Phalanx and Ultron uh, as villains. Uh, and it's like a very Star Trek thing where it's like he's trying to assimilate everything. Yeah. Um, 
It, it kicks ass. Annihilation Conquest kicks ass. Yeah, I love it. I'm totally with you. That's an excellent answer, and I can't believe I missed that one. That's great. Well, that's because there are very few answers to this question that are legitimate. I think that's true. I think this is a very Most tough time, one. Yeah, it's hard. It is hard to do a sequel to a beloved comic book story. Yeah, and I think the only one we didn't agree with was Jason's. So. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to reread it. Like, based on Jason's uh, answer, I am going to read Secret Wars 2 for the first time in like 25 years, and I will report back. Okay, and let's make it a Defender segment. We haven't, we've never had a, like a real good Defender segment. We'll both read it, and we'll come back and be like, listen to what Jason has to so say. So we'll, say, we'll save it until we, can, we yeah. both have a chance to read the book? Yeah, I like it. Because then we okay. got a, we make a segment out of it. The defenders uh, are I'm, back. You watch. <laughs> the, the defenders are back. I'm very excited about it. Uh, for uh, like this will be the first time I'm actually excited to do the defenders <laughs> because most of the time people come in with something so terrible that I feel bad. Joe, this is pretty terrible. <laughs> yes, but neither of us have read Secret Wars two in thirty years. You just and, called it out. Oh, you just called it out. Don't edit. Blank the bleep that. Out. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, All right, let's leave it at that. Yeah. come on. I'm very excited. Very. We excited. got a new question of the week. We're gonna drop here, and I'm sorry, Toots, but your Goocher has been stolen. Michael Severe comes in to block the Goocher with a combo. Did Jared even send in a third question? He did, but Michael Severe is getting a combo breaker here. Sorry. C -c -c combo breaker. Here's his question. I met a guy at work that I really shouldn't have anything in common with, but he's a big fan of Gambit. Our mutual liking of that character has made us friends. So I thought. Is there a character or a comic book that is the reason for a friendship? How did you come together with someone over fandom? It doesn't have to be like somebody like, well, normally I would not have anything to say to the Amish, but this guy loved Power Man, you know? Like, <laughs> I just say like, maybe you started a friendship through comics or a character. I'd love to hear yeah, about it. Yeah, and I think that I think that the spirit of the question is uh, is a specific fandom, right? Yeah. Like we are we are all joined by our shared love of comics. So let's right. not just leave it that broad. But like a thing um, that brought you together with someone else being like, "Oh, you like that thing? I like this thing too." Yeah, specific right, exactly. Though. Like uh, like a, a specific a love of a specific part of fandom. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I love that question. I'm really going to think about it because right now it's hard for me to like narrow to zero in on like specific loves. You know what I mean? Fair enough. I think of my close friends, I don't have any of them without comics or specific fandoms. <laughs> no, yeah, for comic, yeah, comics for sure. But like, I'm trying to no, think I of that one example where it's like, even. I'm going oh yeah, like Roderick. I found out. I remember when I found out that Roderick Ruth loved the New Warriors. I was already friends with him. Well, sure. You know, you got to go back further than that. We'll dig. We'll do it next week. Right here on Cover to Cover. Exciting news, guys. We have a Discord. We have a Discord that we have set up. We're opening it yep. to you nerds. There will be information on how to do so. You got to go to twoheadednerd.com and there'll be a link. Join our Discord, tell you all about it. Get yep, signed I will up. Work on that, but I will work on getting that done before the show comes out. Come and join us there. That is going to be another place you can watch cover to cover that is not on the Facebook. We will continue broadcasting on Facebook, but we're going to steer to Discord. So we're getting to our real buddies, our real listeners. You know, like, well, yeah, I mean, and it's not just it, people. People have been asking for a way to take part in the live portion of the show right. that don't have Facebook. Yeah. That's a legitimate thing. A lot of people just don't have Facebook. Yeah. Stately Lord Fungus, he doesn't have Facebook. So it'll stay. The broadcast will stay on Facebook for people to find us and whatnot. But we're going to steer the bulk of the action to Discord. You'll still join the Zoom just like we have been. Raise your hand. 
We are back to reviewing new comics this week as well, so watch for that show. We've got a YouTube extra where Joe Patrick lo- lays down the origin of Metallos. There was three of them. The origins of Metallo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two Johns and a ignore, Roger. <laughs> I kind of ignore the first Metallo, sorry. <laughs> By that logic, there's four. Golden Age, two Johns and a Roger. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a crazy. lot. That's a lot for a title, but I think I like the way you phrased it. It's a lot of metallos there. But for now, we got to get out of here. My name is Matt Bomb. My name is Joe Patrick. This might have been our most action-packed episode yet. Whew, it was crazy. This is the Two Headed Nerd signing off. <laughs>